All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us, let us begin. I want to begin by thanking all of our sponsors for this morning's daf. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors. Sorry. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan. Jerry and Abby Applebaum for dedicating all the shurim in memory of Basya Bas Chaim and David Ben Avram. Doctors Paul and Linda Weinberg for dedicating the shurim this month commemoration of the yard site of Mordechai Yoshua, Ben Peretz Moshe Balea Miriam, Paul and Kathy Pollock in the Shalim for Dana Baker Matson, Stephen Terry Zinn with gratitude to Hashem for the birth of their grandson, Bunim Svi Hirsch Zinn, Naftali Tilson, with Akara Satov to his Haver Benjamin Wallen to the entire Shear. Avram and Shandy Kelman, Ignition of the Art Site of Avram's Mother, Sarah Bryna Bas Yoshua Heschel. Our Dafyomi sponsor today is Yehuda and Bracha Buchwalter in commemoration of the 77th anniversary of the liberation of Buchenwald by the U.S. Third Army with incredible, incredible Siat Dishmai. It's also important, I'll say, for us to point out today is Yom HaShoah. And, you know, it's an interesting thing that very often, so Yom HaShoah in, in many communities is not, especially in many from communities, is not fully observed, often because Tisha B'Av is used as a day in which we commemorate the six million. I know like, for example, here in the shul, when we do kinnis on Tisha B'Av morning, there's a very heavy, we put a very heavy emphasis on focusing on the six million kiddoshim, on focusing on the Holocaust. And, but you know, it's, it's always important whenever the world, whenever the world, and especially here, you know, in, in Eretz Yisrael, it's, a, it's, it's an important day. And in the world in general, it's a Holocaust commemoration day. When, whenever the six million kiddoshim are being remembered, we have a moral obligation to remember them as well. Whether we see this as the primary memorial day or a secondary, no such thing as a secondary day. Let me say it differently. Whether we use the halachic day of Tisha B'Av as our day to really focus on the loss, and today is kind of something secondary within our, within our consciousness, we still have an obligation to remember. We still have an obligation to do something. If the world is remembering, if the world is mourning, then we have an obligation to do so as well. A churban that is less than a century old, a churban that from the Jewish perspective has effectively occurred less than a century for the Jew is like yesterday. It's like yesterday. We always have an obligation to carry this incredible churban with us. We always have an incredible obligation to carry this incredible carbon with us. The churban and the carbon. And we should hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the neshamas of the six million kiddoshim should have an aliyah. They should have a And all of Klal Yisrael somehow, someway should experience a nechama. So with that, let us begin. So we are continuing. Today's daf is Nun Beis. 52, and we are picking up on Nun Aleph Amud Beis 51b. We left off in the middle of a sugya, Rabbi Shimon. It was 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 13 lines up from the bottom. And the truth is, it was in the middle of a different topic. We had a statement by Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan said, Rabbi Gamliel, Beis Shammai, Rabbi Shimon, Ben Azai, Rabbi Nechemya, all of them hold that Ma'amar Kona Kenyan Gomer. That effectively, Ma'amar goes ahead and affects marriage. Now, again, that statement means different things to different people. But Lamaisa, all of these particular opinions are united in this approach that Halacha Lamaisa, Ma'amar affects marriage. So we left off with Rabbi Shimon. I began this case yesterday. Rabbi Shimon, what does Rabbi Shimon say? Disanya. 
again, what was the case here? Take a look at Rashi once more. We did this yesterday. Ben the interesting idea that only an adult has the ability to go ahead and affect marriage. Yet, the Bia of a boy after the age of nine years old in one day is considered to be a halachically valid act of Bia. So again, we spoke about, we illustrated that within a case of adultery. So in this case over here, Ruvain dies, leaves behind one wife and two brothers. Right? One wife, Rachel, one widow, Rachel, two brothers, Shimon Alevi. Shimon Alevi are twins. They're both nine years old and one day. So what happens? Both of the brothers have Bia with Rachel. So the Shailin now is, what's, what's the status? What's the status here? So Rabbi Shimon says, so look at Rashi. So what happened? So listen to this. We're going to see right now that in halacha, the bia of a boy of nine years old in one day effectively is the same thing as mamar. It's an act of mamar. So listen to this. It says the Gimara. So I'm going to do Rabbi says the Chum like this. So if the bia of the first brother is in fact a halachic bia, then the second bia is meaningless. In bias vishon eno bia, and if the bia of the first brother is not a bia, then what? Bias sheni nami eno bia. Then ultimately, the bia of the second brother is also not a bia. We'll say, what's the point for us? Vaha bias bentisha de kimamar shavyorabanan. Ultimately, again, the bia of a nine-year-old boy, of nine-year-old and one-day boy, is effectively the same thing as mamar. The kamra bishimin eno bia, and bishimin says the second one won't be a bia. What do you see from here? That Rabbi Shimon holds Mamar Kona. That's it. That again, essentially, so what he's saying is the first brother affected Ma'amar with the Yavama through his Bia, and therefore, if that's the case, the second Bia is irrelevant. Ma'amar Kona Kenyan Gummer. Beautiful. Ben Azai, what's Ben Azai's case? The Sanya Ben Azai Omer, Yesh Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar Bishnei Yavmin, Vyavama Achos. So it's actually very interesting. Ben Azai holds like this. There is ma'amar achar ma'amar in a case of two brothers with one with one widow. The ein ma'amar achar ma'amar b'shtei yevamis v'yavam echad. But there is no ma'amar achar ma'amar with two widows and one brother. Why the distinction? The both say, take a look at Rashi. It's actually quite interesting. Rashi says over here, yesh, yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar. So we'll say it's actually very interesting that ultimately, again, every, every brother, every brother has the right of ma'amar, right? Every brother. So therefore, again, interesting, as I says, when there's two brothers and one widow, there is such a concept of ma'amar achar ma'amar. Again, I will say, remember, the net effect of doing ma'amar achar ma'amar is what? What do you have to do? Right? Get... And chalitza. and chalitza. So when we say yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar, we don't actually mean that it works to affect any type of marital bond. What it just does is it works to the fact that you have to now unravel it, right? That you'd have to give a get and you'd have to do chalitza. But interestingly enough, the halacha says 
when it's one Yavam and two Yavamos, then there's not Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar, one man, two women, because ultimately, again, Rashi says over here, the whole Koach Shetiknu Chacham Ma'amar, kind of Ma'amar because ultimately, again, every Yavam, every brother only has one act of Ma'amar to use. And therefore, again, you see from here that if he does Ma'amar Achar Ma'amar, it doesn't work, which tells you once again that Ma'amar is Kona. Good. And we'll say, remember again, all we're going through is this entire list of people who hold Ma'amar Kona. That Ma'amar ultimately affects a complete, it affects a relationship. That's what we're going to call it. Rabbi Nechemia, what is Rabbi Nechemia saying? This time Rabbi Nechemia Omer, Achas Achas Chalitza, whether the Yavam does Bia or does Chalitza, Bein Bitchila, Bein Be'emtza, Bein Basov, Ein Achareha Klum. Ultimately, I will say, remember again, so Rabbi Nechemia holds that Halacha Lamaisa, in, in all of these cases where, you know, you have ma'amar achar ma'amar, get achar ma'amar, ma'amar achar bia, all these cases, Ibn Nechemi holds that there are two things that are showstoppers, so to speak, right? Either bia or chalitza. If bia occurs, then what? That's yibum, we're done. If chalitza occurs, that's chalitza, and we're done. Any, anything after those processes is halachically non-binding, halachically irrelevant. So the Gemara says, "Enachim v'ha biya psula dikamamar shavira banan vikatani enachare klum." Then I both say biya psula. Then remembering what's the definition of a biya psula? So like we saw in yesterday's daf, a biya psula is a biya that occurs after some other process. For example, first the yavam does um, maamar and then biya, or get and then biya. That's called the biya psula, a compromise. We had, by the way, I want to thank everyone for the suggestions about the definitions yesterday, which were very, very helpful. Rabari, Paul Pollock, we had, we had compromised, we had flawed, right? So again, the, the idea over here is, so whatever lotion you'd like to use, right? So halacha lamaisa, a bia psula is essentially the equivalent of mamar. And yet halacha lamaisa, Rabbi Nechemia is saying, once you have a bia psula, Ultimately, again, that brings this process to an end. And halacha lamaisa, halacha lamaisa, it's kona. So again, I will say all of these opinions hold that ma'amar is kona, kinyan, gummer. Incredible. Let's go weiter. Says the Gimari, ketzad asam ma'amar. So I will say, so remember again, the Mishnah then wanted to go ahead and illustrate the case of Ma'amar achar ma'amar. There's only one problem. There's only one problem. So the Gemara top of Nun Beis, the Gemara says, so the Gemara wanted to illustrate the case of ma'amar achar ma'amar, and then and also get achar get. The problem is that halacha lamaisa, the Mishnah illustrated a case of get achar ma'amar, and not get achar get. To which the Gemara says, hi, get achar get who? You're not giving the example on the Mishnah. was not a case of get achar get. The case of the Mishnah was a case of get achar ma'amar. That was just the example the Gemara gave. I'm Rav Rabbi This is what it means to say get achar get umamar achar ma'amar kida amron. The case of get achar get and the case of ma'amar achar ma'amar is as we explained before. Yavam echad v'yavam achos. Uh, what's the case ultimately again of one yavam and one yavama? So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, ketzad hatarasan. Ultimately, again, how would you go ahead and unravel this relationship? So the Gimara says, To which the Gimara essentially answers, the Mishnah doesn't really need to illustrate the cases in totality because the cases are kind of straightforward. What the Mishnah is actually trying to illustrate to us is, 
if you get yourself into one of these situations, halacha lamaisa, how do you unravel it? How do you unravel it? That, that's really the question we're dealing with. So in a case of one yavam and one yavama, ultimately, again, what happens? If there was ma'amar and then get, what's the halacha? Ultimately, again, there's still chalitza required. Incredible. So the Gemara Sabosai, before we go on, before we go on, I, I will just mention to you, I, I did send out some copies of the Shulchan Aruch on this sugya, on the sugya, and also we printed out some copies that are here as well. I'll just mention um, that the Shulchan Aruch in Simen Kuf Ayin, because in as our Kuf Ayin, because how do we paskin in this situation of Ma'amar Acha Ma'amar, Get Achar Get, which really, the truth is, I will say, if you notice in this, what it really gets to is the fundamental question of what does Ma'amar do? Right, I will say, remember again, we had Rashi's, Rashi, how did Rashi define what does Ma'amar do? Right? Ktsas, Ktsas. It does a little, a little something, right? A little something, which is such a strange thing to say, because what does that mean, a little something, right? A, a, a little married, a little married, a, li- a little pregnant, like, 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 like what's, what's, what's the pshat over here? So it's interesting. So the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kuf Ayin says, I'm just going to read to you just a few couple quick lines. So this is Kuf Ayin Sif Al. Shulchan Aruch says, Hayivama shenasan lag hayabam get krisus pasla, so let's first of all establish number one. When a Yavam gives the Yavama a get, what does that do? Midaraisa, what does that do? Nothing. Midaraisa, when you give your Yavama a get, it does nothing. The only thing Midaraisa that works in the Yibum scenario is Chalitza. Yibum or Chalitza, two options on the table. There's no get. There's no get. Midrabanan, Midrabanan, if you give your, if you give this, the widow a get, now ultimately again, she's puzzled, she's puzzled to him, pasla, upasled, sarasah, alav, va'akol shara achim midivrehem. Once one of the yavams, once one of the, once one of the yavmin, once one of the brothers gives the widow a get, the window, the yibam window is closed. No one is allowed to marry this woman, not the brother who gave the get, not the other brothers, and they are not permitted to do yibam with her nor are they permitted to go ahead and do yibum with any of the co-wives. So that, that's effectively what get does. It shuts down the process. The Shulchan Aruch then goes on and discusses what kind of get, which we're actually going to see in today's daf a little bit more, what type of get is able to do this good. Halacha beis. Bechina ma'amar. Listen to this. Perish. Yibama niknis. Remember again, what is ma'amar dumidar isa? What is ma'amar dumidar isa? Nothing. Because remember again, as the Ramah points out, there's only one thing that affects Yibam, and that's Bia. So again, we'll get to this. Listen to this. So I will say, what does Ma'amar do? What does Ma'amar do? You know the only thing that Ma'amar does, really what it does, is... If you now decide you have a change of heart, you don't want to marry her, you need to get. You need to get. That's what ma'amar effectively does. That Allah once you do ma'amar, you now need a get. But I will say, what else do you need in addition to the get? Chalitza. Why? What do you need chalitza for? The zika. Remember, this is very important. See, I will say, the fact that you need chalitza for the zika indicates to us that the ma'amar doesn't really do anything. The ma'amar is a rabbinic mechanism. Again, I will say, we're going to see the whole ma'amar discussion is going to see what you're wondering in your mind is what? Is what? 
Right? So why is there even a concept of Ma'amar? Oh, so that, that we're going to answer today. We're going to see the role of Ma'amar today. So we're working a little bit backwards. So get, I understand what, what get kind of does is get closes the Yibam window, Midrabanon, and once you do that, there's no going back. Ma'amar, it's not immediately clear why it's here or why it exists. The role will, will be clear. But again, what we do know is if you do Ma'amar, all it does is affect some, some status, some status that would require a get to undo it, but would still require a chalitza ultimately to take away the zika. Now again, therefore the Shulchan Aruch says, So now the Shulchan Paskins, and with this we're going to go on, this is in Siv Gimel, so the Shulchan says, now that I know that Ma'amar doesn't really affect any level of status, and ultimately again, get doesn't dissolve Zika, Therefore, how do we paskin? Yesh get achar get, and yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar. And now both say it makes sense, because since again, get doesn't remove zika, therefore again, even though you gave a get to Rachel, you could still do something with, with Leah. If you give a get to Leah, that's meaningful as well. Now again, remember the meaning of that is expressed how? In a prohibition to marry Leah and her relatives. But Lamaisa, because ma'amar doesn't really affect marital status, Therefore, again, there's room for ma'amar for the second wife. Because get doesn't remove the zika, therefore, ultimately, again, there's room for get or something else with second wife as well. So therefore, Allah Lamaisa, the Shkonarch Paskins, yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar, yesh ziyesh get achar get. Good. I will say there's more to see this, and I would urge you, take a look. Actually, the Shkonarch is, is easy reading. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, if you want, if you're looking to relax a little bit today, right, cup of coffee, right, sit back with your Shulchan Aruch, have an Ezra, and Kufalif, and I will say you'll see the halacha. It's actually a very nice explanation. We don't have time to go through all of it today, but at least that's the framework. Let's go right there. I will say, fascinating sugya. Here we go. Here we go. Asa ma'amar u'ba'al harizuki mitzvasa. So the, the Mishnah had a very interesting lashon. The Mishnah's lashon was, if you do ma'amar, and then there is bia. Ultimately, again, harizu kimitzvasa. You've performed the mitzvah, right? You've, you've conducted yourself like the mitzvah. And I both say, what's interesting to that is as follows. What, what can you infer from the Mishnah? From the Mishnah, it sounds like that halacha lamaisa, doing ma'amar before bia, actually sounds like what? Alachatrila. Harizu kimitzvasa. This is the mitzvah. To which the Gemara says, they want to say, the Rafuna. Listen to this. Tam Rafuna. Both say, wild. Tam Rafuna. Mitzvahs yivama, mitzvahs yivama mekadesh ve'achakach boel. Wow. Wow. So Rav Huna says that even though we've been saying this whole time that yibam is affected with bia, and there's nothing else to do but bia, Rav Huna says, not true. There's a concept of kiddushin. One should go and do kiddushin ultimately again before he does the bia of yibam. Mitzvahs yivama mekadesh the Achakach Boel, there should be Kiddushin, ultimately again, and afterwards, Bia. Ema, Af Zekimitzvasa. So I will say, why doesn't the Mishnah say Af Zekimitzvasa? Even this is the Mitzvah. In other words, I will say, Harizu Kimitzvasa, the Mishnah says that makes it sound like this is the Lachatrila. The you really should give Kiddushin, really should give Kiddushin, and then there should be Bia. 
So the Gemara says, so the Gemara says, Avzim is also pshita. That's obvious. Sanayt chamina kevan the Ramar haosem ma'amar bivimto parcha hemeno zekas yavmin vechala alav zekas erusin v'nisuin emalav mitzvah ka'avid. I will say this is wild. There is an opinion that says like this: that when you do ma'amar, when you do ma'amar, I will say ma'amar essentially dissolves the zika. Right? When you do ma'amar, that dissolves the zika. And now what this becomes is a regular marital situation. The problem is that when it becomes a marital situation, I will say, what happens, ironically enough, it becomes usher to marry this woman because this is the Yavam's sister-in-law. The only heter to go ahead and marry this woman is when there is a zika. The problem is if the zika is dissolved and this just becomes a regular situation, the marriage is usher. I might have thought that's talaha. Kamash Malon, it's not. Kamash Malon, Rabosai, that we hold, Ma'amar does not dissolve the Zika. Ma'amar is just a form of Kiddushin. And therefore, Allah Isa, if you did Ma'amar and then consummated the relationship with Bia, Allah Isa, that you, you've acted appropriately. So Rabosai, here's what we now have. We have two different opinions. We have the, the, we have the Rabbanan telling us that no problem, if you want to do Ma'amar before Bia, that is not a problem. That's not a problem. Is it required? Is it required? No, but it's not a problem. Rav Huna coming along and saying, this is how you're supposed to do Yibum. The way Yibum is performed is first there's Ma'amar, first there's Kiddushin, and then afterwards there's Bia. So we're going to analyze this because this is quite fascinating. And to be honest, it's a little bit shocking. It's a little bit shocking because we've, we've been doing Yavama Swat for now like, you know, three years. Right? So I'll say, so, so, so again, so it's interesting to note this entire time we've been focused on this concept that all Yibum requires is Bia. And now being introduced to this idea that no, even by Yibum, there's a concept first of Kiddushin before Bia. So let's analyze this. Gufa, Amra Funabo, say, here we go. Mitzvah Yavmin. The mitzvah of Yibum is Mekadesh Fa'acharkach Boel. Ultimately, first there's Kiddushin, and then there's Bia. Ve'imbal, ve'asam ma'amar. So this is interesting. And, but if you had Bia first, and then ma'amar, kana, it works. Imbal, ve'asam ma'amar. What, is, what does that mean? If there was Bia and then ma'amar, so pshita, da'hakanya ba'bia. He will say, you, you know what you call, you know what you call Bia and, and then ma'amar? You know, you know what you call that? Right? That's called like a yichud room gift, you know. Right? Right? That I'm saying, like, like that's like, you know, that's an anniversary gift. That's a gift, you know. You gave wife after you got married. Okay, you want to go ahead and and give give your wife give your wife a gift. Uh, that, that's that's fine. But what what, is, what does that do with anything? What it means is like this: if you did bia without ma'amar, ultimately it affects marriage. So both say. So now, here's what we have. We have Rav Huna telling us that the right way to do Yibom is first, is first, is first Mamar um, and then Bia. Kiddushin and then Bia. Essentially, what is Rav Huna saying about So What is Rav Huna saying? That Yibom needs to be modeled after a regular marital relationship, even though it's not a normal marital relationship. I will say, remember again, Yibom, Yibom on certain respects, it becomes, it morphs in to a normal marriage, but there are so many things that are abnormal about it. Most glaringly is, this is a biblically prohibited relationship that is only permitted in this one specific context. 
Yet halacha lemaisa Rav Huna feels it should be modeled after a normal marital construct. And therefore, again, just like by normal marriage, you have kiddushin and then nisuin, or erisin and then nisuin. So too by yibum, you should have ma'amar. So remember again, we're going to see what's ma'amar. Ma'amar is kiddushin. You give woman an item of value or, or a shtar. We'll discuss it. You're right. There's kiddushin, there's erisin, and then there's nisuin. Rav Huna seems to be insistent on it. The Tanakhama seems to feel you can do it if you want, but if you don't do it, you're fine. To which the Gemara Sihir Gabbos said, Vatanya, is that true? Vatanya, loke makos, loke makos mardus. So I will say, I, I'm sorry, Vatanya loke. But we learned in our Bible, so I will say, that if you go ahead and what? If you go ahead and you do yibom without ma'amar, you get malchus. I will say, so by the way, we've just gone from like zero to 60 in three seconds over here. I will say, five, five minutes ago, five minutes ago, we never even knew that there was a requirement for Mamar before, before Yibum, right? We never heard of this before, a requirement for Mamar for Yibum. Now, Rafuna is saying there's a requirement. And by the way, if you don't do Mamar before Bia, there's Malkus. There's Malkus. Now look at Rashi. Rashi is about Tanya Loke, first short line. Ve'in Malkus arboim el al so again, the fact that this Malkus sounds like this is a dinda araisa to go ahead and do mamar. Tushkimar says, no, no, no. This what kind of Malkus we're talking about? Malkus mardus midirabanon. It's rabbinic lashes. It's rabbinic lashes. I will say so again. Meaning, it's it's not it's not the fact that there's a biblical obligation for mamar. Midirabanon Chazal are telling us. You have to do ma'amar before the bia, And Chazal felt so strongly about it that if you don't do the ma'amar, then what? Then what? Malchus. There are lashes. There are lashes. So I said, listen to this. Now, where do lashes come in over here? So here we go. The Rav Mangid, the Rav Mangid, man de mekadish bebiya. So I we're going to go through a list now. Rav administered lashes for a whole bunch of stuff. Right now, these, these malchus that we're talking about over here are what we call makas mardos, which are rabbinic lashes when Chazal went ahead and ordered people to be flogged because they felt that people were acting in an inappropriate way. So what are some examples of this? Rav did not feel that Kiddushin should be affected with Biyah. say technically speaking, we know Meseches Kiddushin, Ha'isha Niknis, begin with Dvam, right? Remember again, there are three ways to affect Kiddushin. Kesef, Shtar, and Bia, money, document, and relations. Rav felt it is inappropriate to affect Kiddushin, first stage of marriage, with Bia for a variety of reasons. Number one, he felt because it requires specific intent. Not everybody may have the intent. And also he felt it's just, it's not, it's not the right, it's not the right way for a society to be structured. To the point that Rav went ahead and said that if you did Kiddushin with Biyah, although it's halachically permitted, Rav would administer lashes. Uman the Mekadish Peshuga, listen to this. Someone who was Mekadish, a woman in the marketplace. In the marketplace, I will say, the idea was that it looks too flippant, right? Kiddushin requires intent and Kiddushin requires kavana and doing things in the marketplace, which again is a transactional place. That, that, that's not the place to do Kiddushin. Oman de Mekadish Beloshiduchi, listen to this, or one who did, one who's Mekadish on Beloshiduchi, I will say, Shiduchin are financial arrangements. Financial arrangements. So a person who enters into a marriage without financial arrangements, that's not the way to enter into a marriage, right? People should know ultimately, again, what, what the financial setup is. is, listen to this. This is a man who sends a get with a shaliach. Sends a get with a shaliach. And I both say, 
Technically speaking, let's say Ru, right, Ruvain is divorcing Rachel. So Ruvain sends, sends a get with a shleach, with an agent. Until that get reaches Rachel, Ruvain has the ability to mevatel the get. Right? He has, he, right, and what, how, how is he mevatel the get? Has he mevatel the get? I hereby am mevatel the get. That's it. That's it. What's the problem? The problem is once that get is in the hands of an agent, that requires the agent to not deliver the get. What happens if the agent delivers the get? Let's say the agent doesn't know, the agent doesn't care, they, what, I don't know, whatever it is, you can have a, a catastrophic situation where Rachel receives a get, she thinks she's free and clear, and meanwhile, again, she gets remarried, Mamzerus. So Rav used to give Malkus to any man who was mevatel a get. It's not the right thing, Rav said. Once you give a get and you put it in the hand of a shaliach, you should not negate it. Uman de Master moda agita. This is actually interesting. And a person who would go ahead, man de Master moda, ultimately, again, is someone who says that he's giving the get under duress. So I want to say, if a person says, I'm giving the get under duress, Rav would flog him for saying that he's giving it under duress, you know what I'm which, which is great, which is absolutely great, right? You think you're under duress? I'll show you under duress, right? You know what I'm so so the, the, the idea, which again is a Gitan concept, is a Gitan concept of Kofen Oso Achi Rotsani, right? The concept that sometimes you could beat goodwill out of people. Now, again, in very specific circumstances, right? Under certain, you know, under a framework of a based in, right? But the idea is that sometimes people want to do the right thing. They just need a little bit of help to come to the realization to do the right thing. So ultimately, we'll say, so therefore, Rav said, someone who would make this statement, I'm giving this get under the dress, also very dangerous. Because when a person makes a statement like that, they cast aspersions on the get. So, so Rav, was very careful. He did not want Gittin to have any type of cloud of doubt hanging over them. So if a husband would open his mouth about these kind of things, Rav would flog him. And Rav would also flog someone who was disrespectful to a shliach of Beisdin. That if a shliach of Beisdin would show up, you know, sometimes a person gets a summons to Beisdin and they're disrespectful to the shliach Beisdin. The shliach Beisdin is just doing his job, right? If you were disrespectful to the shliach Beisdin, Rav would give Malchus. It's also incredible. If a guy was in Shanta, Shanta means excommunication. If a person allowed himself to remain in a state of excommunication for more than 30 days and didn't come to Basin to try to appeal his excommunication, Rav would flog him. Rav would flog him. I will say, this one is so profound, by the way. What Rav essentially was trying to communicate was, how can you allow your life to remain in a state of disrepair and not do something about it? Right? I will say, all of us fall into disrepair. All of us fall into disrepair at some point in time. Falling into a state of disrepair, that's normal, natural, and human. Sustaining a state of life disrepair is unforgivable and unexcusable. Making mistakes, human. Perpetuating mistakes, that's where there is responsibility. Such a profound yisod. So Rav said, you got yourself excommunicated? Okay, it happens to all of us, right? Get yourself out. The fact that you allow yourself to remain in this state for a prolonged amount of time, Rav says, we give you Malchus that. It's interesting. You're not getting Malchus for coming into excommunication. Isn't that fascinating? You're not getting Malchus for that. You're getting Malchus for allowing yourself to remain in a state of excommunication. I'll say, what a profound Musra Haskil. To, to land in a bad spot in life, to make mistakes, to make wrong turns, to be in a place I don't want to be, that happens to all of us. And that's 
forgivable. To allow yourself to stay there, to wallow in it, and to not engage in any course-correcting activity, that's where there's life liability. Incredible. The Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara goes, Listen to this. And a son-in-law who lived in his in-law's house. <laughs> Robert Flog, a son-in-law who lived in his in-law's house. Now, what are we concerned about over here? So Rashi points out over here that Allah said we're concerned about immorality between a son-in-law and the mother-in-law. So the Gemara says, It's only if he lives there but not if he visits there, to which the words, There was a son-in-law who visited his in-laws, right? And Rav Sheshes flogged him. That was a different case. There were rumors about this particular man and his mother-in-law. So because there were rumors about him, ultimately again, that's why he was flogged. Okay, so the, the idea, the Gemara said, said, so we'll say, interesting, the Nardoim had a different version. They felt, we'll say, by the way, this is a pretty long flogging list, right? So the, the Nardoim said, Rav did not really flog for all of these things. The only real two things that he flogged for was one who does Kiddushin through Bia, and ultimately, again, one who does Kiddushin without Shiduchin, without proper financial arrangements. Without proper financial arrangements. Vika, the Amri, others say, Afilu bishiduchin nami mishum pritsusa. I will say just to point out that even if a person had shiduchin, right, which means they made financial arrangements before they went ahead and, and did kiddushin, Rav still did not like kiddushin with Bia. In other words, Rav was against kiddushin with Bia even if you had Shiduchin beforehand, Rav just, just did not, because Kiddushin with Bia Rabosai requires specific intent, Rav did not feel that it was the appropriate course of action. Good. So I will say, so again, I just want to point out, just, just why, why did we just do this entire sugya? I will say, because interestingly enough, Rav Huna's position, remember, what's Rav Huna, let's go back. What's Rav Huna's position? Rav Huna's position was that Halacha Lama you require mimer before you do yibum, right? You have to have mimer before you do yibum. What is that predicated on? So we'll say it seems to be that ultimately, where is Rafuna coming from? He's coming from Shitas Rav. Rav had this insistence that we don't want relationships concretized with Bia. Or I should say, let me say it differently. We don't want relationships initiated with Bia, not concretized. They are concretized with Bia. We don't, we don't want them initiated with Bia. Right? Varaya, Rav would give you lashes if you affected Kiddushin with Bia. It works, by the way. Rav would give lashes. So Rav Huna says, based on this, whenever there's a marital relationship, we don't want it to be started with Bia. So instead, what are we going to start with? Kiddushin. Kiddushin. Even by Yibum, there's going to be an obligation of Mamar first and then ultimately again solidified with the Bia, to which the Mamar. So, okay, so now, now that we know, at least according to Rafuna, that you require Mamar, so what does Mamar look like? Right? What, what does that process look like? So here we go. So Kesef Oshava Kesef. Very simple. Well, it's just like Kiddushin. How do you affect Kiddushin? You give a woman money or an item of value, right? Of Oshava Kesef. So again, you have to give her money, actual money. Or an item of value. So we'll say, so remember again, just today, so like contemporarily, how do we do Kiddushin? So today we do Kiddushin with a ring. With a ring under the chuppah, 
Chassan gives the kala a ring. Again, we don't, I don't mean like an engagement. An engagement ring doesn't affect anything halachically, right? But again, the, the, the wedding band that a chassan gives a kala underneath the chuppah, that's kiddushin. That's kesef kiddushin. You could just as easily uh, give her a dollar, right? It's the same, it's the same, it's the same thing, right? Halacha lamaisa. So therefore the Gemara says, the Gemara says, go ahead and give her money or shove a kesef or something, an item worth money. Ubishtar keitzah, right? And, or on a shtar, and it's, or, or a document, Ketzer Bishtar. So the Gemara said, Ketzer Kidamra. What do you mean, how? Like we said before, Kasav Amniar, Alacheres, Avavishem, Moshavapruta, Hari Atnikudeshesli. And we'll say, how are you Mekadesh with a Shtar? It's very simple. You take a piece of paper or an earthenware shard, even if the item itself is worthless, worthless, and you write on it, Hare at Mikudeshesli. You are, you are betrothed, you are Mikudeshes to me. That's it. That's Kidushin Bishtar. Amr Abayi, Abayi says, no, no, no. This is what I mean to say. Haki Kamar, shtar ksuvas yav min keitzad. They both say, there's another piece over here. So they both say, there's so much happening over which is so incredibly exciting. So here's what we have, they both say. First of all, it seems to be, you see from like the feeling of the Gemara, that the Gemara is adopting the position of Rafuna, right? And we're going to see Allah Chalmaisa, what we do, but Halakha Lamaisa, well, I should say Halakha Lamaisa. The Gemara seems to be saying that we're going to take Rafuna's position, that there's going to be Ma'amar before Bia, okay? And then how do you affect Ma'amar? Just like regular Kiddushin. Either give her money, give her, give her an item worth value, or Shtar. So the Gemara says, how do you do Shtar? How do you do Shtar? How do you do Shtar? The same way you do Kiddushin Shtar. Hariat Nikudashas Li. And put it on a piece of paper, a pottery shard, whatever it is. The Gemara says, no, 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 that's not what I mean. What does the Shtar Ksuva look like in a Yibum scenario. Now, we already discussed this, right? What does a ksuva, what's the text of a ksuva in a Yibum marriage? Watch this. So Kasavla, here's what your Rebbe says, fascinating. Kasavla, Anaploni Barploni. I so-and-so, the son of so-and-so. They both say, so again, Reuven died, Shimon, his brother, is doing Yibum with the wife, Rachel. Let's say their father was Yaakov. So it would say, I, Shimon, the son of Yaakov, Kabilas Yas Plonis Yivimti, have, have accepted have accepted Rachel my Yevama. So Karai. I have accepted upon myself the obligation to support her, to feed her, and to support her in the appropriate way. This is the text of the Ksuva, right? But in the Ksuva it says, but her claim for a Ksuva is not on me. Her claim of a Ksuva is on her first husband my brother Ruvain. However, so we'll say, so remember, we've seen this before. So we'll say, that's the text, that isn't the fascinating, that's the text of a, of a Yibum Ksuva, of Yibum Ksuva. So Yavam acknowledges, Shimon acknowledges, I have the obligation to support this woman. And as we'll say, remember again, to be clear, once you marry, once Shimon marries her, Halach HaMais, he has to support her, but the Ksuva itself, the value of the Ksuva is, is against, again, Ruvain's estate. What happens if Ruben has no money? Ruben died without money. So we'll say we've seen this already before. If Ruben does not have money, then what? Then what? Shimon is obligated to provide Rachel with a proper ksuva. Because we'll remember again, the ksuva is, serves a twofold purpose. Number one, it gives a woman financial security in the event of death or divorce. What it also does is it's a mechanism to ensure that a husband does just not, you know, doesn't just like summarily divorce his wife. You know, flippantly divorce his wife because there's a big financial payout. 
he has to think twice about divorcing her, which also affords her some level of marital security. So Chazal, we're not going to let a woman be without a ksuva. So as much as Halach Lamaisa in an ideal situation, the ksuva is against the first husband's estate, in the event that he died penniless, the ksuva comes from Shimon. Incredible, incredible. So again, we'll see what we do. I will say, so, so I'll, just, I'll just point out just very quickly, the Rambam, the Rambam paskins in Hilchos Yibum Bechalitza, Perek Beis Halacha Aleph. And I will say, this is echoed in the Shulchan Aruch. Listen to this. Now both say, this is how he passed Hello, Like Ravuna. Like Ravuna. It's incredible. Like Ravuna. Again, I will say, all seriousness, isn't this a fascinating? We're, we're on daf, what daf we are now? Nun Beis. Right? We're, again, and I will say, it's the first we're hearing of this. And yet, this is how the Ramah Meshachonach Paskins, that really, you don't immediately affect Yibam with Bia. There's Kiddushin. This Kiddushin, we call that Kiddushin Maimar. And how is that done? It's done in front of two witnesses. And it's done with a pruta or a shavar pruta, money or an item worth money, or with a shtar. Ultimately, again, then he goes on. He goes on, he says, Kashem, Shemekadesh Asivinto, Kachum Mavarech Birchas Nisuin, Basara, Vekosev Ksuva, Kedin Kol Nosei Isha. Shabbat said, listen to this. Not only that, when you get married, what do you have? Shavar Brachas. Shavar Brachas. You should have a chuppah with ultimately 10 people. Nisuan Basara, write her a ksuva. Now, again, the Rambam does say what happens about say if you skipped all of this and just, and, and the Yavam just did Bia. What happens if that, right? If you just skipped everything, skipped Mama, skipped everything, what's the halacha? It works, but listen to this. Umakin osam makas mardos. I will say, so again, halacha lamaisa, right? You get lashes. You get lashes. Any, like any time you violate the Dirabanon, you get lashes. So we'll say, Salah Khamaisa. So again, just to be clear, again, we'll see this more about Khamaisa. We accept the framework of Rav Huna. But of course, if you dispensed with Mamar and just went right to the Biyah, it works, right? Yibam is accomplished, but Makis Mar. That's incredible. So let's say, okay, so let, let's. We just finished with the Kiddushan, now let's go to get. Listen to this case. Listen to this case. So the Gemara says, let's say, let's say the Yavam, the Yavam gave to his Yavama a get. And he gives her the get and he says to her, you are migureshes from me, but you are not mutter to any other man. Now I will say, just uh, get in 101, right? Get in 101, right? The essence of a get is that it permits a woman to marry other men. So technically speaking, now you can give a get with a tenai, right? There's no problem with giving a tenai. So a man can give a get to a woman that says, this is your get on the condition that you never again eat chocolate ice cream. You know, you could, get, you could give a get like that, right? Or give me a million dollars. Unfortunately, you can give a get with a tenai. But Lamaisa, what you can't do is, you can't give a get that, that, that prevents her from marrying anyone else. Because that's the essence of a get. The get is it releases her from her husband and permits her to anyone else. So any sheer, anything you withhold in her ability to marry. So both say, so the Gemara is saying like this, this get would not work. This get would not work. The question is in a Yibum scenario, Mahu, what, what, what happens over here? What happens over here? So we'll say, let's look at, let's finish the Gemara. So the Gemara says as follows, Mahu, Rashi says, Leposla al-Echav va'alav. So we'll say, just to illustrate what we're talking about over here. 
Ruven dies, leaves behind the widow Rachel. He's behind the widow Rachel, right? So now there's Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Shimon gives Rachel a get. They both say, normally, when you give a get, what happens? Right? When one, when one of the brothers gives a get, what happens? What happens? Right? We're done. He closes the window on Yibam, nothing more to talk about. In this case, he gave her a get. But I will say, what kind of get did he give her? The type of get that would never work on its own. Right? In other words, I will say, this is a fundamentally flawed get. In other words, when we were speaking about a get up until now, he gave her a get. Okay, you, you give your Yavama a get, it precludes Yibam, it shuts everything down, you still require Chalitza. What the Gemara is essentially asking is like this. What if you were to give her a get that is an invalid get? In other words, that this type of get would never work in the world of Gittin. This is your get, but you're not permitted to marry anyone else. That's not a get. It's not a get. The Shaila is, does this type of get effectively close the window of Yibum for all of the brothers or not? That's the Shaila. So the Gemara says, Mao, get Yivama Durabanon who get the Mahani Be'eshes, Ish Mahani Be'yivama, get Lo Mahani Be'eshes, Ish Lo Mahani Be'yivama. So do we say in general, the fact that a get closes the window on Yibum, that's Midirabanon. But the only type of get that Chazal said works to close the, the, the Yibam window is what kind of get? A get that would normally be a valid get. But a get that's an invalid get is irrelevant and therefore does not close the Yibam window. O Dilma, Asilach Lufe Begita. Or perhaps there's a concern like this, that a get is a get is a get in this type of situation. And the Maisa, because this is not even a real get to begin with, anything that has like a semblance of a get, essentially, quote unquote, works to close the window of Yibum and to prevent any of the brothers from doing Yibum. So he answered me and said, you're right, you know what, in this type of situation, even though this is an invalid get, this type of get would be enough to close the, the Yibum window because again, we're concerned that if this get is invalid, people often don't know how to draw distinctions between this get and that get. So if we permit it, if we permit Yibum after this type of get, which is an invalid get, people may come to permit Yibum even when in the aftermath of a valid get. First, why But if that's the case, say, what happens if the Yavam, right, Shimon, gives Rachel a, a blank piece of paper and he says to her, This is your get. This is your get. Does that also close the, the, the window of Yibam? After Abba say, After Aren't you concerned? He's calling it a get. So do you have to be concerned ultimately again for getting confused with other things? I'm like, no, no, no. Hasam lo bakuna, hacha kapasal bakuna. Well, so here's the big difference. Here's the big difference. When you give, a man gives his wife a blank piece of paper, a bosai, and he says, this is your get. Does that do anything? Nothing. Nothing. It's not a get. There, there, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Interestingly enough, a bosai, in a case where halach a man gives a get, a man gives a get, a, a man gives a get to his wife. Let's say, say a man is a coin. man is a coin. And he gives a get to his wife. Ultimately, again, and he's, he's a coin. He gives a get to his wife. And he, the type of get that he gives her is a get that says, this is your get, but you're not permitted to any other man. See, say, without getting into everything, that creates what's called a reacha get. That is not a valid get. But when it comes to kahuna, when it comes to kahuna, we're hypersensitive with these things. And anything that has the name of a get attached to it will preclude a woman from marrying into the kahuna 
even if the get is an invalid get. So that's called reach haget. The Pasik says that ultimately, again, a Kohen cannot marry an Isha Gerusha Meisha, a woman who is divorced from her husband. Even if she's only pro, even if she's only divorced from her own husband and not permitted to other men, still a Kohen can't go ahead and marry her. I will say, what's a case where a woman is divorced from her own husband and not permitted to other men? So I will say that would be this case where a husband gives his wife a get and the get says, this is your get, but you're not permitted to marry anyone else. Now I will say the get doesn't work. The get doesn't work. But for Kahuna, it would preclude her from marrying a Kohen. And this is called Vahainu Reach Haget Sheposel Bikahuna. This is Rabbi Sayyid, it's called scent of a get. Something has a scent of a get. It's not a get. It's not a get. But the Kahuna is especially sensitive to anything related to divorce. See, even if you have an invalid divorce, but it looks like a get, that could potentially preclude a woman from marrying a coin. So I will say, the Gemara doesn't resolve this question. In other words, we're asking over here by a Yibum scenario, a man gives his wife what would otherwise, I'm sorry, the Yavam gives the Yavama what under normal circumstances would be a totally invalid get. Does that go ahead and close the window on Yibam or not? Or is that simply rendered totally and fundamentally irrelevant? Sigmar doesn't answer it yet. We'll go by there. Sigmar Hari Amru, we said, interesting case. A man, a man does Erisin. A man does Erisin. So let's say this case. Ruvain is Mikadesh Rachel. It's simple. Now we'll say they've done Erison, first stage of marriage. He goes over to the sofa. He says, do me a favor, sofa. Sofa, write a get. Write a get for me. Because once I marry her, I'm going to divorce her. Right? I don't know. He wants the tax write-off. I don't know. Whatever it is. You know, the mice. Right? Once I do, right? So we'll say, that works. That works. Why does it work? Because since from the stage of Erison, he has the ability to go ahead and, and divorce her. Salah so you have the ability to commission a get from the moment that divorce is a possibility. However, listen to this. If a man, for example, let's say a man is, is dating a woman and things are getting serious, but he wants to go ahead and hedge his bets. So he wants to have the sofa right to get now that I could use in the event that things don't go well. Such a get like that is invalid. Why? Because ultimately while they're dating, he doesn't have the ability to go ahead and, he doesn't have the ability to go ahead and write a get that will be chal for the marriage. In other words, a get can only be commissioned at a time that a husband has the power of divorce. So from Erisin and on. But before Erisin, any get written is simply invalid. Listen to this interesting case. What about for one's Yavama? What about for one's Yavama? What's that? I will say this is fast. Look at Rashi. Second line from the top. Listen to this. What happens? Listen to this fascinating situation. Right? Ruven dies. One same case. Ruven dies. Leaves behind Rachel. Shimon. Shimon is ready to do Yibum. But before he does Yibum, what does he say? I want to write a get. 
I want to write again. So remember again, they haven't done Yibum yet. So there's a Zeka, there's a Zika. They haven't done Yibum. He commissions the get before Yibum occurs to use it after Yibum, after Yibum and they're married. If things don't go well, the get is already there. So Mao, we'll say, so does, so remember, we'll say, here what's fascinating about this. Well, we just had two cases. Case number one was a man during Arison. Could a man during Arison write a get for his wife? Yes. And use it later? Yes. Why? Why? Because since they already have Arison, has the power of divorce. If we could write it, if they're dating, can he go ahead and commission a get? No. Why? Since there's no power of divorce, he can't write a get. So here's the interesting Shailah. Now again, Ruvain died. Shimon is going to do Yibam. Hasn't done Yibam yet with Rachel. Before he does Yibam, he wants to write a get now. Does that work? But when I say write a get now, write a get now for what? For, why is he writing a get now? To be used when? You know, at some future date, right? After Yibam, potentially some future date. So does that work? So do we say, since there's a Zika, ultimately, again, she's like his Arusa, and therefore should be permitted to write the get. Oh, Dilma, or perhaps, again, no, 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 we'll say, that now that we establish the Amaral of that what? That you need Ma'amar. We'll say, isn't this fascinating? Now that we establish that really, at least you need Ma'amar before Bia, so therefore, I will say, essentially, before Ma'amar, it's like they're dating, right? In other words, there's no marital bond that's there. And maybe a get written before Ma'amar should not be effective. Teiku. All right, Tabosay, the Gemara tables that question. And the other will have to answer it. Next. Bayrav Chinina. Sorry, Chananya. Kasav get lezei kasav lo le ma'amaro. Le ma'amaro lo lezei kasav ma'amaro. What's the interesting case? What happens if someone wrote a get? It's fascinating. Someone wrote a get, ultimately, again, to terminate the zika, but not to terminate the ma'amar. Or to terminate the ma'amar, but not to terminate the zika. Rashi says, Vu'asabam ma'amar t'chila, so assuming that he went ahead and he did Ma'amar, so he wrote a get for the Zika, but not for the Ma'amar, or a get for the Ma'amar, not for the Ma'amar, so the Gemara says, So Ma'amar, karami. do we say that Ma'amar sits on top of the Zika? In other words, that first there's Zika, first there's Zika, and then Ma'amar builds on top of the Zika, and it's like you're divorcing half a woman. And divorcing half a woman obviously is an irrelevant act. Oh, Dilma. I'm sorry. Or maybe again, I will say, Ma'amar and Ziga kind of operate independently. So, and therefore, again, a get for one of them would work. The Tifshal Emi de Rava, the Amar Rava, Nasan get la ma'amaro, chutzrat saraso. Rabbi said that ultimately if you give a get for the ma'amar done with one of the wives, so the get for the ma'amar ultimately permits the tsara. To which the Gemara says, which seems like I will say that, a get even just given for ma'amar works. To which the Gemara says, Rabbi pshita lei l'ravchinina mi baylei mi baylei. So my what's ta'alacha? To which I will say the Gemara once again says, teiku. So I will say we're left with two tekus. Teku number one is what happens if you write a get before Ma'amar, right? You write a get before Ma'amar. Do you have, does the Yavam have the power to write a get before Ma'amar, which is essentially saying is the period before Ma'amar like Erisin or like pre-Erisin? That's question one. The Gemara leaves it as a Teku. And question number two, if you write, interestingly enough, a targeted get. A targeted get meaning you're looking to dissolve one part of this relationship. You're looking to dissolve the Zika. You're looking to dissolve ultimately again the Ma'amar. Does a targeted get like that work to remove the one element you're targeting? 
Tegu. Incredible. Let's go back to Cholitz Va'asa Mamar. Amrav Huna, so Amrav Yehuda, Amrav, Zudiv Rabbi Akiva. So we'll say these, so remember again, the Mishnah said that if a person went ahead and did Chalitza, did Chalitza, and then did Ma'amar, ultimately again, this, that Ma'amar that you do with the second wife is halachically irrelevant. Halachically irrelevant. To which the Gemara says, whose opinion is that? Amrav Yehuda, Amrav, Zudiv Rabbi Akiva. It's Rabbi Akiva, because what does Rabbi Akiva hold? Damar in Kiddushin Tovsin Bechai Beilavin. Incredible, I will say. Rabbi Akiva, I will say, remember, this is the sheet of Rabbi Akiva, we saw in the Mishnah Bamam Zeros. Rabbi Akiva holds, I will say, it goes both ways. Rabbi Akiva holds that you could create a mamzer even through Chaybe Lavin. I will say, this is the dramatic sheet of Rabbi Akiva. You marry, right, you have relations with someone who is prohibited to you by a love, ultimately creates mamzerus. So I will say, in any situation we're going to create mamzerus, Kiddushin is not tofsin, marriage doesn't take effect. So Rabbi Akiva will say, once you do chalitza with Rachel, if you then try to do ma'amar with Leah, it doesn't work. Why, Because once you do chalitza, there's a love to marry your chalitza. Therefore, according to Rabbi Akiva, if you do chalitza with Rachel and try to do ma'amar with Leah, the ma'amar is irrelevant. It won't work. It won't work. Ultimately, because Kiddushin is not tovsin, Kiddushin doesn't take effect with chayvei lavin. The Chacham say, both say it works. They both say, what do we say when we mean it works? When we mean it, when we say it works, it's us, sir, but it works. Those both say, if you do chalitza, man does chalitza with a woman and marries her, marries her, legal or illegal? Oh, come on. Illegal, right? Illegal, right? Of course it's illegal. Of course it's illegal. Does it work if you marry her? Right? If you do, if you, right, you give her a ring, you, a minion, are you married? Yes, except according to Rabbi Akiva. So again, when we when say according to the Chum that it works, it means it, it's illegal, it's illegal, but it works. The Gemara says, Otherwise, you can go ahead and technically affect marriage after Chalitza. It's illegal, albeit it works. So are you going and setting up this case like Rabbi Akiva? We said in the beginning of the Mishnah, if the, if the Yavam gave a get and then did Ma'amar, so what's Talacha? Ultimately, again, he requires get, right? And chalitza. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva, According to Rabbi Akiva, once you give a get, ma'amar should be impossible. Why? Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva holds, once you give a get to your Yavama, Ultimately, we'll say a get, which is Drabana Kran Rabbi Akiva. She's Asr forever. She's Asr forever. Shinamar, Lo Yuchal, Baila, Harishon, Asher, Sholcha. Achar, Shiluach. Ultimately, Rabbi Akiva says, Halacha, Lamaisa. Look at Rashi. Achar, Shiluach, Kilor, Midichsib, Asher, Sholcha, Kra Yisira, Dilotzar, Chachi, Kamar, Yesh, Lacham, Shlech, La Asha, Asa, La Hachzir, Achar, Shiluach, Afilo, Lo Nises. We'll say, Rabbi Akiva Darshan is based on the phrase Asher, Sholcha. Once you do something to send her away, by definition, she is prohibited to you. So according to Rabbi Akiva, in a Yibum context, once get is given, there's nothing more to talk about. Amravashi, get Yavmin Midrabanon. Ultimately, again, the Ravashi will say, no, no, no. Even according to Rabbi Akiva, the concept of a get by Yibum is only a Dirabanon 
Ukra asmachta ba'alma. And ultimately, again, the Pasik that we just quoted is only an asmachta, to which the Gemara Satana Rachir Braiser that supports Amarebi in Advarma Lalu Amurim El Dibrebi Akiva. Sheose Chalutse Keerva. Everything we've said before is only according to Rabbi Akiva. Because Rabbi Akiva ultimately treated a chalutza like a bona fide erva. Like a bona fide erva. And therefore, again, Allah Lamaisa to the point that it would be an Isr Mamzerus if you were to marry her. The Gemara says, Right, the boss, you know, we'll stop over. We'll pick up with this tiny amihachi tomorrow. Both say. So again, we're just leaving off in the middle over here, trying to figure out halacha lamaisa. What happens after a get is given? We've solidified, we've solidified a lot of the halachic framework today for ma'amar, for gitten, and in Mirat will continue with the sheet of Rabbi Akiva in tomorrow's daf. Shkoyach.